So this is a story you all may know, that of Benjamin Button. He was born an old man and later grew into a child. So we have questions that were not answered on the podcast and the, the audience will want to know. If Scott F. Fitzgerald was pro-abortion or pro-choice or pro-life because was the baby actually dead inside before it was born or was it an old man alive in the womb and then born an old man or is this an offensive thing to say <laughs> I gave AOB zero heads up about the possibility of a Benjamin Button question so do good feel good that's the name of the show do good feel good now you're in the know Absolutely off. Let's let's hop aboard this. No going back now. All right, let's introduce our special guest. Well, first of all, welcome to the show. It's our first um, legit long recording in a very long time. That's right. Yay! Yay! And we're lucky to have two amazing guests today. Yeah, we sure are. From Abortion AF DC. Mm Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah! Yay, abortions! (laughs) (laughs) Abortions! There's a giant audience in front of us. Uh, do you guys want to... There you go. Yeah. Uh, would you two like to introduce yourselves? Yes, I'm RJ. I'm an organizer in D.C. for Abortion AFDC. We are um, a small group of volunteers for a national organization we'll talk about in a little bit. Hi, my name is um, Weigel by AOB, and I also volunteer for, with Abortion AF, and I'm... Relatively new, but I love the work that is happening in the organization, and I am a huge proponent and supporter of all groups who are working to keep abortion accessible to everyone who needs it. So, happy to be here. Awesome. And I am uh, Chris Blackwood, uh, CCB, if you'd like to keep the acronym thing going, uh, and uh, obviously co-host of the show. And I'm Lauren Cantrell, LBC, if we're going (laughs) to continue the acronym, uh, many artists have sung about that yeah. Sublime, Snoop, probably others It's all based on you Obviously mm-hmm. yes. Why don't we get in just straight into it uh, Abortion AF What does it actually stand for The AF Is it abortion <laughs> as fuck uh, Explicit or... episode, uh, we should have warned you Well, yeah. we kind of we'll Everyone knew that was this coming is explicit <laughs> Uh, or is it something else, or is it both? Uh, and yeah, maybe you could just talk a little bit about um, the organization, what it does, and uh, anything else you'd like to add? Absolutely. So Abortion AF is DC is the, the local affiliate group of volunteers or coven of feminists in the DC area um, representing Uh, and working to support a national organization called Abortion Access Force or Abortion Access Front. Um, One is the C3, one is the C4. Um, So with some events, we can trash politicians, and others we can't. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I ask a quick clarifying question? Yes. Do they both go by Abortion AF? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Force and Front are the delineation between the two, Mm -hmm. but both are Abortion AF. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely lean into the as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, Great. connection with Abortion AF. We are Abortion AF. 
as the hashtag. Um, so we are Abortion AFDC. Uh, we are the first group of volunteers underneath this organization uh, that started a few years ago and has morphed into what we are now. Um, so we, we like to be kind of proud of that fact. Uh, but so our national organization are a rapid response um, like news and media group who respond to a lot of abortion rights and access issues nationwide. Uh, they do a lot of work with different uh, clinics and abortion funds around the country, um, going and interacting with people pretty much on the front lines of abortion, abortion access rights. Uh, and we are the, the DC contingent of that. Cool. Thank you. And we're awesome. <laughs> oh. Oh, and you're awesome. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I mean, we're mostly um, made of, uh, like, our national group is a bunch of comedians and writers and producers. Um, and in DC, even, the, like, those of us who are writers or, or comedians or comedic um, or adjacent and just love comedy like we, we do like to keep that fun and kind of uh, disruptive tone mm-hmm. with a lot of the, the work that we do in the area. Can I just say how deeply to my soul you are speaking right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, disruptive? Yeah. Uh, yes, disruptive, absolutely uh, while also somehow maintaining a 9 to 5 mm. um, Yes. And, uh, yeah, doing this volunteer work uh, because you, uh, you know, feel the need to do it, to be true to yourself and what you believe in, uh, and also finding that comedic twist. Uh, I mean, that is largely what led me to create Grassroots Comedy, DC, and, um, yeah, I just feel like we're we're brethren or sistering. Yeah. uh, Solid sibling. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. so, so that's awesome. Uh, AOB, what do you what do you have to say? So I am uh, relatively new to the organization. Um, Robin and I met at a um, program through Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. uh, Metro Washington, and she was like, "Hey, join us!" And I said, "Cool." And so here I am. Um, yeah. One the big event we do every year, um, which is really awesome, is a pro choice prom in mm-hmm. DC. We had it at Black Cat. Awesome. Last summer, and we're raising money for the DC Abortion Fund, and it was just really awesome to see a lot of different organizations come table and support this great cause. Uh, DC Abortion Fund raises money for people who need abortions and can't afford it, and so it was just a really great um, opportunity to see how organizing works. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin is our de facto kind of fearless leader. RJ, apologies, <laughs> and um, yeah, it was a really good time. So. Yeah, it's a great place to be, and I'm looking forward to getting more involved as the months go on. Yeah. Awesome. So AOB talked about Pro-Choice Prom, which right. is definitely our uh, biggest event right now that we consistently do once a year. So we do do that every spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, prom season. It has to be the correct time of year to be a prom. Um, that started a few years ago. Before that, um, Abortion AF previously was called Lady Parts Justice, and under that name, we started um, the first event that we would host is a comedy show mm-hmm. in DC, and it was a comedy show about abortion specifically called Postcards from the Badge. That happened um, annually for a few years, and we will be having it again this January. 
Is Winstead, um, who's a writer, producer, and co-creator of The Daily Show, um, comes down for that and is the glorious MC and, and heart of the show. Awesome. Um, and then we get other comedians from around the country and local storytellers. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of changes every time. Um, so that's our other like bigger event that happens less than once a year. Um, and then we created Prom as a kind of coming off of the 2016 election we really wanted something to be happy about find some joy in our life to be real um and we saw in a lot of our spaces the burnout that was happening with a lot of volunteers Mm -hmm. and a lot of progressive organizations and service organizations that we had nothing to be happy about and Mm -hmm. we're just continuing down this dark road um so prom was kind of our answer on giving our our communities a space to come together and celebrate all the work that we do mm-hmm. um, and slow dance and slow dance and fast dance mm-hmm. and you know laugh at chelsea short or our um forever mc a mm-hmm. local comedian and what um, we at prom instead of just i don't know a i mean we have a live band a... every time okay we have a dj most times it's okay. turned into like us creating a, a playlist which you can find on spotify um it's per choice prom Check it yeah. out, y'all. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll link to it in the bio. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Don't let me forget, I always lie about this. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also pull in a bunch of other organizations in the area to mm-hmm. take a lot prom to highlight the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of our like lifting other people up as we climb mm-hmm. um, opportunity, and we like to focus on area independent uh, abortion clinics and providers and um, abortion service organizations and reproductive justice organizations who are working specifically with people of color and other um, marginalized communities and their access to abortion. Uh, So it it brings in a lot and has a very festive atmosphere Mm -hmm. and we do theme prom every year um, and it's something punny and ridiculous. and then our other smaller event, we do an abortion trivia kind of ad hoc whenever we want to do it, which one will probably be coming up soon. But we have um, some trivia that we might start doing very soon. That is yeah. accurate. Right Love now, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Is that a second? So let's see if we... <laughs> let's hop into see it. See if we know our trivia. Let's try our first <laughs> ever Who Said It? Oh, <laughs> wow. Like skipping around. Yeah, you are. <laughs> right. It's a game. That's fun. Okay, great. Uh, so, for this segment, uh, we figured we would highlight some news stories, uh, some okay. things that are yeah. currently happening uh, regarding abortion. So, uh, we figured we would add a little twist. Uh, so, we're not just talking about things that are happening, because um, we do that all the time. The twist is... Uh, we will be reading articles from two different publications. One is the New York Times, Woo. and one is Breitbart. Calling it a publication is a bit <laughs> sure. a We're going to be reading from two things that have writing. <laughs> um, For the listeners back home who don't know, what is Breitbart? Trash. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That's if I wasn't hunted by like white nationalists before, they're coming for me now. Um, uh, we have Bannon, a lot of listeners in Jacksonville, Florida, so yeah. be careful. Hi, guys. Hey, hey thanks guys. for listening in. Thanks for listening in. Please don't bring your guns here. I'll go ahead and read something while he's pulling it up. Yeah. Okay, so I saw this when I was at my parents' house. They like to watch the Huckabee show. 
Um, and it was very strange. So I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Do you know what the pa- Planned Parenthood founder's last name is? How you pronounce it? Margaret Sanger? Sanger? Sanger. Sanger? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a quote. This is from Fox, but this is basically what the show is about. And you might already know this, but I've never heard of this, so just tell me. So it says, Planned Parenthood's founder, Margaret Sanger, was a car-carrying eugenicist who critics say believe that society should cultivate its population by carefully breeding the parents. Sanger also reported believing black people to be inferior to whites, and many of her efforts focused on stemming pregnancies and births in black communities. I guess, so is this like a, a 100% well-known? true. Yeah. Yes. Wait. It's, not, it's not a good look, but it's it's, oh, it's history. Absolutely. It's yeah. yeah. So really? The founder wow. of Planned Parenthood was a total racist eugenicist. I had it's, no idea. When wow. I heard that, I was like, oh my god. That can't, that's gotta be fake yeah. news. Yeah. That, that's absolutely true. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. How do those yeah. things go hand in hand? Uh, the evolution of society and the fact oh, that, goodness that we've overcome our foremothers. Thank God. So she was a a fan of saving all life from all races while hating most of them. She was a fan of forcing sterilization yeah. and preventing mm. reproduction so in I feel uh, like, communities of color. So this might be an example of the greatest mission drift wow. of all time. Yes. Because yes. now yes. Planned Parenthood is yeah. not a eugenicist not racist yeah. organization, hopefully. I mean, there's a really, you know, awful history, particularly in this country, about, you know, minority communities being used as experiments, essentially, mm-hmm. for various scientific um, progress. So that's just part of the really sad history of Planned Parenthood. But Wow. Particularly in gynecology. Yeah. Like, gynecology and obstetrics has a really scary history yeah. with uh, testing ideas mm-hmm. out on minorities and, and communities of color. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I literally so, no 100% true. That is terrifying. I brought that up and thought we were going to be angry about him mm-hmm. lying, but no. No, no this is definitely a good, right. a good, good fucking learning moment. Damn Man. Yeah. Hey, maybe equating this with like not all founders uh, had their heart in the right place when it comes to any grand ideas. Very right, true. Well, now I'm just thinking about like every other good organization that I can think of. I was thinking the United States government. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. That's the starting more, point. More yeah. obvious one. Well, that was actually started at a commune in Georgia where, mm-hmm. like, the civil rights... It was, like, it was actually, like, a mixed-race community in a time when, like, around the country, everyone else was, like, really, like, pushing segregation. So Habitat was, like, founded on these, like, really progressive principles. Planned Parenthood's way more like the U.S. government, who mm. at first thought that they could own people and that that would be cool. Yeah. Right. And then that gradually turned And then we realized, holy shit... Was- not cool. Right. <laughs> or trash. Turns out. Yeah, that's complete <laughs> trash. Burning down. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. That was a nice... Yes. A nice in-between. Um, <laughs> okay, so first news story of the week. Uh, Alabama abortion ban is temporarily blocked by a federal judge. The Alabama law, which would have forbidden abortions in almost every instance, was scheduled to take effect on November 15th. Yep. And if you couldn't already tell, this is from the New York Times. Because it feels like real news. It's measured and factual. Yeah. What a concept. um, (laughs) What do you all think about this? Is this a huge win? 
I mean, it's a win, and I will take whatever wins come along. I feel like there's so much news that's swinging the other way. Sure. Then when something happens, when you're like, okay, there is a judge out there who is, you know, protecting rights. I mean, the temporary is kind of the, like, is this going to be overturned next week? But I feel like every win that comes our way is a win I will take. Absolutely. Um, we're seeing bans like this being proposed all around the country. And every time one is proposed, it is getting a return. There's an, this is an injunction. Um, so this isn't completely canceled. Yeah. The judges just placed an injun- injunction. Um, but they are being halted. So what I take as the win isn't just this one headline. It's that we do still have judges out there doing their jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this judge specifically is Alabama. I think this is the judge that said that this ban is unconstitutional. So that's a big thing, especially in the South, especially in Alabama, mm-hmm. to say that this kind of law would be unconstitutional and violate the U.S. Constitution is big, big words. Um, so I think that's the win. Okay, great. Uh, cool, let's move on to the next one. Okay, I found something. <laughs> um, okay, this is really good. It's on Breitbart, yeah. And I think it's going to lead to a really fun segment at the end. (laughs) Very excited. Let's tee it up. (laughs) So basically, I just said off mic, John Legend and Kelly Clarkson are re-recording the Oscar-winning song Baby It's Cold Outside, and it's now woke and pro-abortion. That's what they said. So the real lyrics go, Kelly Clarkson says, what will my friends think? I can't sing by myself. And then John Legend <laughs> says, I think they would rejoice. And then Clarkson says, if we have, if I have one more drink. And Legend says, it's your body, your choice. And then Breitbart actually lists a number of other lyrics that they think would be featured in the song. And I thought we could sing them together. <laughs> like, two of us will be Clarkson and two of us will be John Legend. That should we do it now or should we do it at the end? We'll do that at the end. Maybe at the end. Okay, so my question is, what is your initial, what were your initial thoughts of that song, and how excited are you? So I love John Legend and Kelly Clarkson, so I really love that they are even doing this. Because again, it's one of those songs that you just have always known, and you've never really, really paid attention to the lyrics until it was like, with the Me Too movement, you're like, oh, this is awful and terrible. And so I love that instead of just like, we're canceling it, because it is a beloved song. Yeah. That they have two really awesome people to say, actually, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna turn this into a good message. I so can't I, wait. I personally love it. I love and, it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. I think they're both lovely people, mm-hmm. or seem to be. Um, and it, the loss of this song for, from Christmas time... It yeah. sucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a great song. It's they a grew up with that not you don't really process the words, but mm-hmm. the concept of like, oh, like you both seem kinda into each other and you're nervous and having that at Christmas time instead of just all of the we're already in love yeah. songs was kinda nice. Because like dating's awkward. Yeah. Um, but you had to have one that is especially sung by those two that I can get behind is pretty exciting. And you all saw the news right this week about the recent uh, accolade that John Legend now has. No. He no. was just called People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive. Oh, I yes. Can see I can see that. Absolutely. Dang. So I'm like, good for you, John Legend. Hopefully, you'll come on the show. We're giving him a lot of hype right now. That's true. Like, hello. You're fam. welcome, John. Hello. Uh, great. Well, I hope he does another one. Maybe he can do a remix of um, R. Kelly's Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, because that's creepy. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. I don't know if that resonates with people quite as much as. Um, Maybe it's cold outside, but maybe. Yeah, no, well, cancel some, like, culture is spoken on that one. It has some what? real life stories. I don't know anything about... Just R. Kelly. 
Yeah, I watched about. the documentary. So Ooh, I mean, later. I... Okay. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Slippery slope. It's getting into other... Yeah, how much, how much time? Yeah. <laughs> talking about abortion here. Uh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This is more of a broader B2 theme, perhaps. Uh, okay, so moving on to an actual news article from the New York Times. Uh, this is from October 31st. Dispute over data on women's periods shadows hearing for Last Missouri Abortion Clinic. Interesting. Uh, testimony yeah. prompted a furor. Uh, what does it say? Oh, I need to pay. I feel like they're on the edge of their seats to respond to this. Um, okay, what do you think? I'm not going to pay to subscribe to the New York Times. To read so Abortion AF National is like yeah. all over this. Yeah. Um, this has been something that they've been they've focused on a lot since that news broke. Um, anything related to these period trackers and mm. those apps taking our data and being utilized in various ways, by the way, um, or being given incorrect information is something that our, our national organization has been, been calling out um, on exposedfakeclinics.org. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that they've been really focusing on is called Fem App. Um, I've never heard of it. I don't really use period trackers, which is not great because, like, I have missed my period before, so I should probably be better on that. Um, but the Fem app was a normal, like, menstruation tracker that a lot of people were using, um, and their data was, was being pulled and used for marketing and a lot of other stuff. But they also were being given incorrect information, or it said that it would be how to track menstruation and help prevent pregnancies. But the only information they'd be given to prevent pregnancies, in quotes, um, is to avoid genital contact at that mm. time. And that was it. So it's just like abstinence only. The wow. fun extra twist is that FEMAP was being funded by an organization that also funds a lot of the crisis pregnancy centers and was being promoted at crisis pregnancy centers. So all of those together go and apply for Title X funding that is now being denied to Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinics. Like all of this together is abortion AF's big push against Fem App and all of these other fake clinics out there that try to tell people they're going to help them out and then lie to them and give them incorrect medical information because, by the way, most of them are not actual medical professionals. Right. Um, That's terrifying. So all of this is summarized by this one story of a Missouri um, Department of Health official who mm-hmm. was pulling data from a menstruation tracker to line it up with Planned Parenthood um, patients to see if their abortions worked or not. Wow. It's outrageous. It's fucking creepy. I'm just kind of like, can't we just, you know, it's so much... It's a dystopian novel. Yeah, you know, it, it is. Really it like, is. Big Brother is not only watching, but he's tracking your period and being a fucking weirdo. It's just like, can we just... Oh yeah, that's like very personal. Yeah, it, like no. leave people alone, you know. And 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 my big, I mean, like you know, I get if you don't agree with certain things, whatever. But the active campaign to pump misinformation out to people is what really gets my goat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you don't believe in abortion, fine, mm-hmm. fine. But like, give people the accurate information they need to make the choice they need that's going to be best for their life, mm-hmm. and that's it. And so these like fake pregnancy centers and people manipulating data, it's mm-hmm. just. Let us let people live, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like really just oh, it gets me so mm-hmm. aggravated. It's not enough for you to not to agree with something, but you're going to actively 
harm someone else's ability to make the choice that they need to make right. for their livelihood. Yeah. Like, mm. what, what is going on? That's just... Sorry. Mellow, yeah. mm-hmm. mellow PSA. Drives me crazy. You know, it's just... Yeah. Also, um, just to point out a little loophole in their whole system here. So when they encourage folks to stay away from genitalia as a solution, do they specify penises? No, genitalia no. is the word that I've seen used, okay. and I just think that's really cute. Yeah, so like, <laughs> so like vaginas. I'm like, ooh, You're not going to okay. get pregnant from another no, vagina. No, they just, like, they just generally, I think these are also some folks who think that the word vagina is dirty. So, mm. you know, like, I think even saying the word genitalia is a big step for them, but I'm pretty sure that word, like, probably is found in the Bible. So maybe they're okay with that, but vagina is definitely not in the Bible. Um, and penis. Is that really mm. makes me want to figure out what language... Yeah. Is in the Bible regarding that I specifically. Think sperm is. I don't know about genitalia. I know there's, there's, there's some really <laughs> weird details in the Bible. Yeah, because I'm actually. Because like, we're and I get into yeah. like biblical conversations and yeah. have loads of fun. Right. <laughs> okay. Loads of fun. They also like uh-huh. say if you shave your beard, then it's like an ultimate, that's a sin. So mm-hmm. there are many very strange things in the Bible. Yes, yeah, very true. I mean, it's also, I mean, as a Christian who is actually doing the 365 Bible reads, so I'm actually reading the Bible this whole year. It's wow. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like Old Testament, New Testament, you know, pre-Jesus, post-Jesus, and there were a lot of laws and rules, and then Jesus yeah. came and sort of, like, took on all of the, not, not that the laws don't matter, but Jesus made it possible for it to be a little less stringent as it was. I can old testament. So. Yeah, when I and I first met, uh, we bonded over this. My grandfather is a priest, so I grew up being like a preacher's grandkid at church um, and have read the Bible thoroughly. And while I don't, I'm not a Christian, um, I could speak Christian and have lots of friends and like lots of Christians. Um, and we've had a lot of in depth conversations about, the, like, to me, having an abortion was a spiritual choice that I made. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about that because yeah. they think that they're mutually exclusive, that I can't talk about God or a power or being or Jesus and also have had an abortion and I'm okay with it. Like, that was absolutely me. And because yeah. it's, you know, as someone who's been pro-choice my entire life, um, when I had, you know, unplanned pregnancy, you really forces yourself to sort of deal with like how you feel. And like, and I was asking myself, like, because again, what... The over the overwhelming narrative coming out of church is that this is the worst thing you ever do. God's yeah. gonna hit you forever. And actually, I found God in, in my abortion. Like my abortion story is my faith story. And so I'm. This is definitely a space I'm very interested in. The idea that like it's not mutually exclusive. You can still mm-hmm. have faith and make this choice, and you're not you know condemned to hell and God doesn't hate you. Mm-hmm. I've actually found yeah. you know actually right. had a really intense like divine encounter with God the day of my abortion, and that made me go, oh, God is here with me absolutely in yeah. our space alright after mm-hmm. this I'm going to set you up on a phone call with my mom and, <laughs> and there it's going to be yeah. groundbreaking yeah, also FYI for the listeners who are wondering where is sperm mentioned in the bible sperm <laughs> looks like uh, according to this google search is not mentioned in the bible however there are many references to natural relations uh, and uh, homosexuality Oh yeah, seed. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's like, like one of my recent Bible plans was kind of like, oh, they're talking about. What was I talking about? They're not talking about planting. Yeah. <laughs> There's not, something the reference about yeah. making children. Abram and Sarah. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, yeah. Talking about the Bible. Kind of. Kind of. It's kind of a racy read. Yeah. Genesis. 
I, I swear it's the original. I'm gonna need to read like a young. Oh, it's, it's, no, there's some there's it's some wild. Lots of inappropriate. It's shit. wild. The original porn. Old it is. Yeah. It's a wild read. Hundred percent. Yeah. There's incest. There's some crazy white shit. swapping. Definitely yeah, yeah, white swapping. Yeah. It's the original Game of Thrones. I was about to say. Polygamy. <laughs> yeah. 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 We got some yeah. Yeah. poly yeah. relationships Dragons. up there. Yeah. Like, there are definitely things that are now extinct that were alive in the time of the Bible. Yeah. And those could have been dragons. Or, like, the... Yeah, book. where are the dragons? Sure. Come on. Uh, AOB, I'm going to put a bookmark in your story. We want to circle back and hear that. Uh, is there yeah. any more trulies available? Yes. Yes, there are. Truly. The important question. There truly are. Uh, would you like to read another Breitbart? Heather? Yeah, I'll be the Breitbart girl. Yeah, let's give her a truly. Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. This is a quote from Kanye. Bro, we brainwashed out there. Come on, this is a free man talking. Democrats had us voting Democrats for years. Taking the fathers out of the home. Plan B, lowering our votes, making us abort our children. Gosh, they're now killed. So maybe let's talk about uh, and Kanye's obsession with Donald Trump instead. Unless you guys want to... I don't even know how to re- respond to this. Kanye is... I don't... <laughs> he's an artist. He's something. I don't... He's an artist. He... I think, I mean, again, I, without knowing the context, what we were talking about earlier about, like, you know, mm-hmm. the awful history of, like, you know minority communities in this country so maybe he's conflating some of that with but like maybe. this idea that the Democratic Party is like pushing I mean I think that gets into some of like the the myths around abortion right like it's not abortion needs to be talked about how it is it's a it's a medical decision right it's a it's a choice someone makes and if black women are choosing abortions then they're choosing abortions but this idea that like a political party was I mean there's a, there's a broader history with the country in general and I yeah. think it's dangerous to sort of like like one party over the other, I think we need to recognize that the American history is what it is. Um, but I think that gets sort of dangerous if you start, particularly when you have such a big voice and you have such a big platform to sort of start like pushing. Yeah. I don't know what I mean. His Kanye is that's a whole nother podcast. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and then next yeah. week we'll talk Kanye uh, all day. Oh, oh God, that's suffering. I have another okay, well, Kanye question. Yeah. How do you all think this is actually impacting the black community? This Kanye, obviously, he's got a huge following. A lot of, I mean, he's just like one of the most successful um, artists out there, right? I don't know if right now, but, um, and I actually don't follow this at all, but I'm speculating <laughs> based on very brief things I've seen. Anyway, uh, what's the impact of all this? <laughs> so I follow this hilarious Instagram account called The Shade Room. Uh. Um, you you know the shade room. It's just sort of like just up on. And it, there's so much stuff happening there that I'm always like, who are these people? What's going on? But reading the comments is really fascinating. Uh, and the Kanye posts. I think the the challenge with Kanye, he's a huge artist and he has a lot of fans. Um, right. But someone said something recently about like, I think the this is more about getting into like maybe gender, but. I feel like the black community's willingness to sort of forgive black men, black artists, certain things versus like black women artists, certain things. Like, I think those are artists. I'm forgetting her name, who I think signed at like Trump's inauguration and essentially got canceled. Whereas Kanye's out there like meeting up Donald Trump, doing all this stuff, and there's still just this willingness to sort of say, "But it's Kanye," and mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's always kind of that never sits well with me. And but he just he has 
as much as he's talking about like oh the Democratic Party, but I'm like Kanye, you're not really you've done a lot to harm the black community as well. You know, like let's get into politics. Like Donald Trump is not he's a racist, you know, yeah. flat out. And so when you go to the White House and you're shaking his hand and you're putting on the magna you no know, magna whatever hat. What does that say about how you feel about your community? When you still yeah. make comments about how like slavery was a choice, you know, yeah. like he said some really outrageous things, but he still has this huge amount of support within the black community. So that's I'm always kind of like, uh, double standard much? Like, I don't know, like there's a lot to unpack there and now he's like on this whole Christian Yeah, that's what part, I mean. which again as a Christian who am I to I'm I'm never gonna question anyone's story, but a big part of Christianity is repentance, you know, and I've not seen a lot of him sort of repenting for the harm he's done in the words he said. Yeah. It feels like he is sort of like promoting himself and making a lot of money off of this new, I hope it's, I, I'm assuming it's genuine, again, who am I to judge, but a big part of Christianity is to say I was wrong and I repent and I haven't seen a lot of repentance coming out of him. Mm. I don't follow him super closely, so maybe, maybe something is happening, but uh, I read this really great article by Someone her tag is like awesomely lovey, just Nigerian yeah, writer. Yeah, and she talked about this. She literally was like, "Yeah, this Christianity thing, you know, like, where's the repentance, Kanye? Like, where is that part of the, your faith instead of just, you know, making a whole bunch of money?" So, do you think his intention, in part at least, is to help sway the black vote? Or I honestly have no, I honestly have no idea this yeah. man's motivations. Do you have any idea if it's working at all? Or I, I have no idea. I have. I does everyone see it the way we see it? Like we see him and just think. I mean, I would say guy. like we can't yeah. say that everyone agrees or disagrees of because yeah. I'm just this is a very like, large country and uh, yeah, yeah. very very no large population. Paint with a broad brush. Please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there is no broad brush to please be had here. Answer my broad. Yeah, brush yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's. But again, yes, the shade room comments are Yes, I'd say hilarious. <laughs> anyone, especially any white listeners, curious about hearing uh, black perspectives on this, follow the shade room and awesomely lovey both. She's great. What was the second And one? learn. Awesomely lovey. Um, lovey Ajayi is the Nigerian writer that she was talking about. Um, also has a really funny podcast called Jesus and Jalaf. Oh, West so Africa. Yes. Can, like yeah. after this, actually email us all those names yeah yeah um but yeah i will say like for white folks who want to listen and learn those are really great resources for you don't ask questions research it yourself yeah great thank you well i'm gonna read a little article now here we go this was actually many moons ago in new orleans a couple that were two clockmakers lost their son on an explosion and turns out their best and final and most magnificent clock was featured at the New Orleans train station and it actually ran backwards and it was actually it was built as a reflection of their desire to rewind time and relive happier days also known as reversing the sands of time coincidentally the moment the clock begins ticking a mother died shortly after giving birth to a crinkled visage resembling that of an octogenarian Oh, an um, yeah, his father, Thomas Button, he couldn't bear what happened. He contemplated tossing the decrepit infant into the river. But instead, he deposits him on the steps of a nursing home where Benjamin is discovered by a black woman named Queenie who lives and works there, and she vows to raise him herself. So this is a story you all may know, that of Benjamin Button. He was born an old man and later grew into a child. So we have questions that were not answered on the podcast and the 
the audience will want to know. If Scott F. Fitzgerald was pro-abortion or pro-choice or pro-life because was the baby actually dead inside before it was born or was it an old man alive in the womb and then born an old man or is this an offensive thing to say? <laughs> I gave AOB zero heads up about the possibility of a Benjamin Button question so this is really exciting. Pro-life or pro-choice? I think like a lot of white Men, uh, he put zero thought into the <laughs> the question. Uh, the the so forums are gonna there's really no go wild after this. Okay, yeah. and then second of all, do you think that like as he aged backwards at the end, does he just separate? He start losing his body parts and then become a sperm and egg on a table separated. You know, my coworkers really thought these questions were funny. <laughs> the blank stares I'm getting from this. Well, room. no, it's it's just, the, just like, like this is kind of awesome. How the fuck do you process that kind of question? Because I gotta remember the movie. I didn't even see the movie. Oh, so like, I remember the movie. I should have told you to watch it. I remember the movie, and I think I in the movie he's a baby and he just closes his eyes and. Dies. But then, but what happens after the death? Is the yeah. Question. Oh, we don't, just, like, we don't see. We don't see into like sand or we don't, cells. We don't see. We just see a cute little baby closing his eyes. And that's yeah. it. Being held by Kate Blanchett. The last question is. Kate's in it? I yes! It. Okay. She's really good at it. I love her. <laughs> Movie night, we should watch it. I, yeah, I liked Haley's answer that she thinks mm-hmm. it just turns into like sperm. Yeah, okay. So then mm-hmm. that's definitely yeah. accurate. And then lastly, do you think that the movie is saying a better a, a alternative to abortion is depositing a baby on the steps of a nursing home? <laughs> That's a good question. I can see how some people would interpret it that way, but I think for me, like abortion is such a personal, like once you're pregnant, it's such a personal choice, yeah. right? So like one person might decide that like I want to, you know, like a, adoption isn't an alternative to an abortion, like you're yeah. still carrying a baby, to yeah. Them and that's health stuff, and you know, yeah. it's a really personal decision. So I think one person who wants to see it that way could say, yeah you know have the baby and give it up but it's not just a matter of like do you want to be a parent or not it's yeah. like the nine months that your body goes through and i have a lot of friends who had children and Same. holy cow it is a lot so i yeah. think it's a bigger conversation and i think yeah but i think it's like you know you could have two people in that same situation one might decide to have an abortion one might decide to parent one might decide to give the you know baby up for adoption i mm-hmm. think it's an intensely personal mm-hmm. decision and you just i think it's more um an alternative to yeah. Being a parent, not abortion. Not abortion, yeah. I think, I think it gets mistakenly so said. So the conversation right now is that abortion is an alternative to pregnancy yeah. and childbirth, not parenthood. Mm, very the next things. step is do you parent or do you give the kid up? Wow. So abortion is just an alternative to being pregnant. Not, like, it's not abortion or adoption. Adoption. I think it's, You're it's, missing a step there. Yeah. Like, the greater world is missing a step there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that um, adoption is an alternative to being a parent. I would ask that people not leave a baby <laughs> on the steps of anywhere. Yeah, I was specifically talking about the yeah, steps. Like, I was, like, yeah, you are talking about like the steps situation. Like, I, I don't think that's, that's great, but it no. definitely happens around yeah. this country and around the world. I was so, trying to you know. make this like slightly funny, but I think that you guys <laughs> really raised some good points. Yeah. But can you imagine if you were in a book club about Benjamin Button and someone only brought questions about abortion to the book club reading? People would be like, um, 
like, I didn't really prepare for this. That's literally what being in a book club with me is like. It's like, 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 book? Because you think that this is a manifestation of the patriarchy in this way? They're like, for fuck's sake, man. Probably. It's it's like Nicholas Sparks. Leave us alone. (laughs) Like, we're here to watch the movie. I'm here for Brad Pitt after. So let's just be honest about why we're reading this. We're reading The Lord of the Rings. What the hell? Right? Oh, don't get me started. I'll go in on it. Vigo. Um, Okay, that was... I inserted that into the news article, as you now know. Yeah, I noticed that. That was good. Sneaky. (sighs) Um, So, AOB. Yes. I feel like you have... CCB. So much to share, and I'm just interested in asking questions. Sure. To you, and and hopefully it's okay if we go off script a little bit. So, um... The first question that I have, and I feel like I just need to get it out, uh, so you mentioned a few times you were religious, and you are clearly a passionate advocate for pro-choice. Yes, I am. So how does one frame the argument to be pro-choice to a person of religion? Sure. What what is it that has kind of taken you in uh, into the pro-choice movement as a person of religion, and uh, how do you respond to people who have pro-life opinions that are largely based on Sure. So, a little bit about me. I definitely grew up Christian, but it wasn't until actually after my abortion that I actually started actively going to church Mm -hmm. and actively having a Christian walk. And so I think it helped that I already was raised like you know, Christian lingo of the world and like already had reproductive choice and justice was always a part of my um, life. Um, And actually I was someone who was literally like a, um, a contraceptive Nazi. Like I, I got, you know, just to share my story, uh, my boyfriend who was medically declared sterile got me pregnant. So it was like one of those totally crazy things where like this was not even supposed to happen at all. Um, and I was sort of thinking about like, okay, what does this mean for me as someone who is Christian? Because again, I'd internalized a lot of the, the predominant narrative. The alt-right is very loud in the faith space about what this means. and. And so part of me was like, is this the biggest sin in the world? Am I going to go to hell? Is God going to hate me? Because I didn't really actually have a strong Christian foundation about understanding what it means and what God's love means and what Jesus going to the cross means. Um, so for me, I actually you know, decided to have an abortion and was just kind of freaked out and was thinking that like God's going to hate me and I can't talk yeah. to God about this, which is... If you're a believer, it's ridiculous because you know God sees everything. Um, and it must it, have been, was, were you terrified? Oh, it was. I mean, that's like all you knew. Is, it was the most miserable point. like six weeks of my life. Like okay. I wouldn't wish that kind of like fear and depression. Like I felt like either choice was going to ruin my life. Like mm-hmm. having, like choosing to be a parent, this was not an option. But also then having an abortion in my mind was not an option. How old were you? I was 36. So that's another thing, right? I realized I had all of this sort of like inherent biases in my mind, even as a pro-choice advocate, the uh-huh. idea that only women who are really young and like in their early 20s and mm-hmm. are financially stable or who have, so me being like 36 yeah. and financially, I, mean, I could easily have chosen to parent, right? So it really sure. brought up a lot of my internal biases, which is I, which I think is one of those things why, um, yeah, until you actually experience it, you still know how you're going to react. Mm-hmm. So I was 36 and I was kind of like... Side note, I did not even think you were like 30 yeah. years old. Can I also just say, <laughs> Thank you, guys. you look amazing. I am I per- know, I'm 39 right now. Oh my wow. god. I'm 39. Big 4 next year. Wow. I'm excited. Wow. I am honestly 
very surprised. Can we surprised. a picture of you to yeah. our viewers and listeners <laughs> so they understand what's going on? Yeah. Um, great. Cool. I love being here. Let's do it. Best eternal podcast. beauty over here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, but that was another thing, right? Because and you're in your late 30s and you're talking to your friends, there's no discussion about abortion, right? Either women are, or people are desperately wanting to be parents and are happy when their pregnancy happens, or people are desperate to be parents and there's a lot of heartbreak around infertility and miscarriages, right? So I felt like some sort of freak because I was 36, knocked up by a sterile guy, of all things. <laughs> and it was like- So rude. It's like, so, you know- was just, fate was being a real dick that day. I was literally really like, God, what? It's actually WTF. the opposite of like the Virgin Mary because like she, well she was a virgin obviously yeah got pregnant and you basically well, I don't know I can't really, it was you know what I'm saying yeah yeah it was like an immaculate conception pretty much to this day I have no idea what happened it was there. like the one sperm out of millions really yeah. yeah exactly it was the one that got away yeah because wow. being declared medically sterile doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that you have zero sperm it's that your sperm count is so low so yeah. Low. Like, Which the I, likelihood is astronomical, mm-hmm. and voila, yeah. rude. One sperm escaped from Alcatraz. Yeah. Like, let's and it was do like, it. Let's do this. You yeah. seem fun. The sperm was like, you look so young. Let's go. Let's go. I know. Little, little did that sperm uh-huh. know. <laughs> um, Shut it down. Okay, so you went through this really, like, torturous, transformative, yeah. torturous, Am I gonna, process. You know, and I finally decided that, you know, this was not... I mean, motherhood, I don't know. We'll see. But it was very clear to me this is not how I wanted to be mm-hmm. a mom. Um, and so finally, I remember the night before the abortion, having, like, basically, like, I'm ignoring God. Like, God can't be here in this space. Like, he's not around. Finally, like, literally in my apartment, like, falling to my knees and crying out to God and saying, you know, if this is a sin, because I had no idea. I had no real theology at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I was basically Christian in name only. So, like, if this is a sin, I'm going to need you to forgive me because I need to do this. Like, I just can't. You know, and wake, to wake up the next morning after literally six weeks of like, I would wake up crying, I'd go to sleep crying. I was in this huge just depression. It was awful, and then wake up the morning of my abortion, and it literally, like God was there. Like there's no other way to describe it. Like I don't have words in the English language to describe. Like it felt like my entire bedroom was pulsating in love. Like I've never been more sure in that moment of how much God saw me and loved wow. me and was like, I see you. I'm here. Let's go do this. And I'm never going to say God told me to have an abortion. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. at all. <laughs> but to, after feeling like I was going to do something that was going to forever like kick me out of the kingdom, to wake up that morning and just know without a shadow of a doubt that God was with me was the most incredible experience. And so after that, I ended up like finding a church and actually like for the past couple of years having a very, very serious um, walk with my faith and really understanding what it means to be Christian. And understanding, so the, so the argument that like God hates you forever, first of all, that's not how God works. Like God's capacity to love us is like insane. Like reading the Bible this past year, and you just sort of see, like there's, there's I mean, I'm horrible at quoting scripture, but several times in the Bible it says, you know, God is slow to anger, anger, and He's just so abiding in love. Like God has so much love for us, it's ridiculous, and God is not going to like. Slow and, and to anger, quick to forgive. Quick to forgive, okay. right? And it's and there's forgiveness a, and compassion. Yeah, but and that's what good. and that's yeah. what it is to be a Christian, right? And so it's always really hard for me to see that Christians who are so hard in that space, kind of like you've done this thing, you know, I can't associate with you because God's going to hit you for this, and therefore mm-hmm. I can't. That's not how God works. Um, yeah, and it's just sort of like this is great, you know. I think it's like Romans eight thirty eight. You got it? RJ, is that right? <laughs> Basically saying, to, par- numbers. <laughs> to paraphrase, it's like, 
I'm gonna, not, I'm gonna reference. I'm gonna yeah. make sure that this there's is nothing. Fact checker. Fact checker. Fact checker. Check check or thirty-eight or twenty, but basically saying that there's nothing you can do that ever that could ever like you know separate you from the love of God. Yes. Like, there's nothing. Assuming that like when you do you know when you sin or whatever, and I, I'm not and I'm not gonna say abortion is a sin because I don't I didn't feel like I was doing something wrong. That doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to like you know Episcopalians are very much pro-choice, and I've talked to an mm-hmm. awesome really? Episcopalian yeah. pastor who's awesome, and she's. And so, like, so some of the some of the scriptures that some Christians will use to say this is why abortion's a sin, talking to Episcopalian, she's kind of like actually just taken out of context. So you can you I can take like a scripture. Like and, abortion is like one of the main reasons that like a lot of like conservative Christians I know vote conservatively because yeah. that's like the one argument mm-hmm. they have that they can. And yet Episcopalians are one hundred are, are pro-choice, and so and there's actually a lot of a lot of faith groups across all faiths who are yes. you know. You know, Judaism, like mm-hmm. Islam. That there are lots of groups that like. And actually, if you think about it, back in the day, it was faith leaders who led the charge around um, reproductive choice. And then I think then politics got involved, and now it's sort of been co-opted, and it's a lot of like conservatives are taking that space. But there's still a strong contingent of people who recognize this is a really personal choice between you, your God, and your doctor, and that's where it should be. Wow. You know, uh, we just we just do it differently in this country. Like a good friend of mine. Um, know someone in the UK who was Catholic and I think a pregnancy went wrong and but she had a priest pray over her before her abortion and I was like wow. what a concept whole spectrum out there of how scary mm-hmm. this social backlash could be mm-hmm. uh, so we definitely honor that but then you could just say I heard this other person sharing a story what do you think and you can still have a, a discourse there there's just like guilt associated with it absolutely yeah when I was having my abortion one of the friends who was supporting me the most um, had had one when she was much younger, uh, and then two months after I had my abortion, she got pregnant and decided to keep it, mm-hmm. uh, and became a mom, mm-hmm. and it was really incredible for me to go through, we went through our experiences kind of in tandem, mm-hmm. um, very similar situations, insurance, you know, mid-late 20s, all the things, um, and made different choices and kind of like veered off, but it was, it was really cool that because we already had a framework on where to go with our conversations, we could still be together with it. Instead of, I had an abortion in silence, and then my friend gets pregnant, and I cannot tell her mm-hmm. because she's now pregnant or having, you know, and has yeah. had a child. So that, that shame and stigma was not there, and we could instead share our lives with each other. Um, mm-hmm. And that is rare in this country. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not have those relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, again, because of my age, most of my friends were either having babies or are mothers or really wanting to be mothers and weren't being able to. And then even in my family, there's a long history of like several miscarriages. So I was literally like, holy crap, who do I tell this is happening mm-hmm. to me? Who do I tell that I'm pregnant and I don't want to be? And I was just floored by how incredibly my friends stood up, like, stood up for me. Like friends who I know were personally still grieving miscarriages were like, never think you can't talk to me about what's going on with you because of wow. what happened to me. Wow. My, friends, my friend who was six months pregnant, she was the first person who said to me, like, in just a totally like, straightforward matter of fact, she was like, I think I, I, think I kind of like reconciled the fact that like, I guess I'm having this baby and was just miserable about it. My, my friend who was six months pregnant was the one who said to me, you know, abortion's a real option here. Like, sky's blue, grass is green, you can have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I was just absolutely flat, like, floored by how supportive my friends were, mm. my mothers, my friends who were mothers were the ones who were like, and they're not asking for your, my opinion, 
but I think he did the right thing because yeah. I love being a mother. It's really freaking hard, mm-hmm. and you need to want you need to want it one thousand percent. This is yeah, not something should not be forced. Yeah, on anybody. this is not something you do ambivalently. So, they, so my yeah. mothers, and I was shocked that my friends who were mothers were the ones who were like, "You made the right choice." Like, no question, hands down. I'm so sorry you went through this. I'm glad you're okay. Thanks for telling me. Mm-hmm. I was literally just astounded by how supportive women in all sort of different stages of life were. Just you know, because again, it's like you're loved, right? If you love someone. You show up for them, yeah. mm-hmm. regardless. You're supposed to. That doesn't always happen. I recognize a lot of people. That's not their experience. I was incredibly, blessed. like, ridiculously blessed. Yeah. Ridiculously blessed by how wonderful and supportive my community was. I'm so. curious. So y'all been asking questions all night. Yeah. Is there a question that you've always wanted to ask someone who's had an abortion and you've never wanted to ask because it's rude or gross or weird or, mm. you know, like, it's impolite? But you've always kind of wondered. Mm. That's a great question. That I because like we don't really have um, boundaries with questions. Yeah, yeah, I'm sensing that. That's great. Um, I know, like when I went into it, I was like, I was so logistically minded, and I couldn't find very much online. uh, What like five years ago, um, that it really bothered me. But I was like, I wish that. I wish that I had found Reddit before my abortion, is what I'm saying. Because yeah. like Reddit, you just go online and ask someone, and someone will give you an answer. Um, but, yeah. Why ask Reddit when you can ask a co-host of a podcast? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I am not going to think very deeply about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something I haven't thought deeply about, and I think questions like this are maybe best responded to just rapid fire. Literally, it was the first yeah. question. Uh, yeah. So, uh, does it hurt? <laughs> I, yeah, we have different experiences. Mm-hmm. I had a surgical. Yeah, so I did medical abortion. Um, so mine, uh, medical abortion is when you take a series of pills um, over the course of two days. In the United States, we don't get we don't get much medication um, for pain, along with any options, mm-hmm. um, which our siblings across the pond in the UK that I've spoken with and around the world are horrified at, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, they think that we're living like medieval times because um, they get all the pain meds they could want. Um, but it didn't really hurt. It was like a really long, intense period. Um, like the cramps just wouldn't wouldn't quit. Um, I definitely like can now understand contractions uh, to a level that women don't you know, women and, like, pregnant people don't really get until they're going into labor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't that bad. It was, I don't know, it was just kind of boring, really. Kind of boring, really? <laughs> You're like, oh, man, I wish I could just watch some Netflix right now. Oh, well, I mean, that's what I did for okay. a whole 24 hours. Okay. Um, yeah, I watched a bunch of Disney good. movies oh, and wow. hung out in sweatpants at home. Um, and it, huh. medical abortion is is an induced miscarriage, essentially. So what I've experienced, I can talk to friends who have had miscarriages, um, and we have a similar experience, which is very different from procedure. Yeah. yeah, so I guess I decided to do surgical because I wasn't really online, but uh, a member of my family was in med school, so I was like asking all these questions, and I was mm-hmm. getting very <laughs> factual, like, you know, you can do medical, and it's... You know, it probably will take, but it might not. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like, I want this done and done, like, day of. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the surgical, the risk of, like, are they going to, like, puncture your uterus? I mean, the risks are very low, but there's any surgery, right? There's risks. But I chose surgical. And it felt like a really, in- really, really intense, like, pap smear. 
you know, that, that awkward, uncomfortable. We're really giving uh, Chris this. things that he can understand. Yeah. Or <laughs> Chris is like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. He was like, related to a period, Chris. Related to a related hard to a pap smear. You know when they have the speculum in there and it's just, you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, how, how about to getting an IUD inserted? Not that, I'll translate that in a second yeah. to you, Chris. So, uh, so how, 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 do, how equitable to an IUD insertion is it? So I chose, because they asked the question of like, hey, do you want an IUD? And I was like, yes, please. I never want this to happen time. ever okay. again. So afterwards, I had really, so again, you get no pain meds. They're like, you're fine. So you're going to get an abortion at the same time we had an IUD inserted? For a procedure. For a yeah. procedure, yeah. For, for early, surgical. Yeah. Early for surgical. 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 Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. They're all up in there, and they're like, do you want this in? And yeah. I was like, to have this yeah. never happen again? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, but then I had really, and I don't know if this was like, I think it's a combination of the abortion and the IUD, like extraordinarily intense, horrendous crapping, like just an awful pain. I remember calling the doctor two weeks later and I was like, is this normal? And they're like, have some Tylenol and codeine. And I was like, this does crap. Yeah. Nothing. It's not what it needs. Um, but by the time I left over like, I think Oxy or, or hydrocodone from like back surgery. And he was like, take that. And that was the first time I had like, was pain free yeah. for two weeks. So I don't know if that was a combination of like the IUD. And then fun story, apparently my uterus rejected my IUD. Of so it was literally tied to get that removed and put back Well, in. your uterus basically created a sperm, so I'm Yeah, it was, it was a whole two. I don't think my story is <laughs> in I mean, regular my uter- way. My uterus almost rejected my IUD afterwards, too. Yeah, so it was. In my two-week checkup after my medical abortion, I went back and got my IUD. And within a few days, my uterus was like, nah. You put us through enough, fuck you. Yeah, um, we're done. And that's where I was like, wow, I know what labor feels like, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost rejected it. And my, I went into my doctor and I was like, has it perforated my uterus? Like, what's happened? I'm so scared. I, I WebMD'd my life and this is a scary place. Don't look at the internet. I stay off the internet. Um, and can't. Yeah. It's and she was just like, no, the most I can tell you is that you just have an angry uterus. And I was like, <laughs> shut <laughs> up. I'm angry too. Knock it off. So yeah, it's it, it's interesting. Yeah. But honestly, the, it's as far as pain goes, no, it's not that bad for earlier abortions. I've had um, periods and I've had really bad food poisoning, mm-hmm. and so I think like the cramps you get before you have like explosive diarrhea is like similar to the cramps you have as a period yeah like during period yeah I was, I was gonna say, let's, let's equate it for those so you don't I was, I was about to yeah. say for our new segment explain womenly sensations yeah. to men yeah so uh, for for folks who yeah. don't have a uterus and yeah. don't menstruate um i do think that food poisoning is a really good equalizer there mm-hmm. um what if you did peace corps and basically always had then you basically poisoning. had a monthly period there are people who have really long periods, yeah. so like again, there are some okay. folks out there who menstruate who can relate to you. Mm. Um, I got a shot in my foot. Um, what was it? What is the the shot that you get in your joints for like pain and cortisol? Yeah, I got a cortisone shot in my foot um, for Achilles tendonitis a year ago. And apparently your foot, like especially your heel, is one of the most painful places to get a shot like that because it's a mm. lot of liquid. There are a lot of nerves right there. It's it's not fun. Um, and afterwards, I like actually like screeched a little bit. And I told him, I was like, <laughs> that honestly was a, the exact pain I felt when I got my IUD inserted, wow. which is kind of on par with getting a, an early abortion procedure. Um, and 
the doctor was a guy, and it's like, I really cannot relate to this. <laughs> but two nurses in the room, well, like, went, <laughs> oh, okay. They're like, yeah, actually, kind of. <laughs> like, yeah, it really did. That hurt like a bitch. So anyone who's gotten a cortisone shot, that's what, <laughs> that's what an IED feels like. So not, like, cramming a foreign object up my butt. That's not... No, that's not, not, no, that's not at all. Not and do you know, know that it's not? Yeah, how do you know for certain? What, have I had anal before? No, well, that's foreign not object. That is a foreign yeah. object. I guess. <laughs> Where was he from? Uh, oh, what's your question? Um, okay, so okay, uh, I assume we're about out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like this could go on forever because you're both amazing and learning so much. Yeah, this is really good. Um, uh, but uh, another segment that we had, and I think it segues really well uh, into what you've been discussing, some it's basically point counterpoint so i'm gonna read a few pro-life arguments as they are called uh you might call them anti-choice arguments and uh i would like to hear what you have to say in response and uh, you have to be real quick and i'm going to say for the sake of time can we go back and and forth yeah we can go back and forth um you got the link yeah cool uh, so I'm going to say one, you're going to respond to me, Lauren's going to say one, you respond to her, we'll go back and forth, and yeah. let's do this rapid fire, yeah. okay? Yeah. So this is Uncle Hank, he's had three whiskeys and too much eggnog, and you're at the table, and he's like, he's just rattling off these arguments that he's heard basically verbatim from Fox News or whatever else he's going to, um, and uh, yeah, just as quick as possible, what are your responses, all right? Three, I'm going to give you 20-second responses. Okay. Okay, right? Uh, Since life begins at conception, abortion is akin to murder as it is the act of taking human life. Abortion is in direct defiance of the commonly accepted idea of the sanctity of human life. State-sanctioned murder happens every day in this country, so... Oh, shit! (laughs) Damn! This is good! Okay. If it's legitimate rape, the female body has ways of shutting the whole thing down. That's such bullshit. If we're going to have this conversation, I'd like it to be... Let's base it in actual facts and not just sort of, like, propaganda that that is spewed out there. I call BS on that. Also, there's, like, no actual drawbridge at the entrance of my vagina. So, like, I don't know what shutting it down means. <laughs> I actually Can have a chastity belt of lasers. There's no drawbridge <laughs> like, at the entrance of my vagina. I, don't, I love that love quote that. because it makes no fucking it's sense. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, that's, that's what I love it, too. Um, <laughs> no civilized society permits one human to intentionally harm or wow. take the life of another human without punishment, and abortion is no different. Asked and answered. (laughs) Okay. The executive director of Planned Parenthood in Illinois said that they want to become the lens crafter of big abortion in Illinois. I think this is a capitalism quote. This is a what? The lens? The what? So basically, the executive director of Planned Parenthood in Illinois said they want to become the lens crafter of big abortion in Illinois. You know, just this, just forget that quote. (laughs) Sorry, like... Lens crafters that is. I think they're saying like big company. Like they want to be the big distributor of abortions. Oh, gross. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. That that was hard to market. Like yeah, mass distribution. Um, I might not have read it very well. Okay, many Americans who pay taxes are opposed to abortion. Therefore, it's morally wrong to use taxpayer dollars to fund abortion. 
I have an issue with my taxpayers' money going towards uh, the like prison industrial complex mm -hmm. or creating more weapons of mass destruction in this country, but I mean, I'm not gonna completely flip out over that. I mean, I do. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'm pretty sure lots of points on most Americans actually are pro-choice or support a woman's right to choose. So mm -hmm. I'll come back to like I don't know where that. Two-thirds. Two-thirds, right? Yeah. So that's, again, false information. Yeah. Point one. I feel like you guys are going to like this one. In the emergency room, they have what's called rape kits where a woman can get cleaned out. <laughs> what the? Mm -hmm. Who said that? <laughs> Jody Lindenberg. Fucking. Laudenberg. You're reading the, the crazy quotes. Betrayal right there. Yeah. yeah, I'm reading the crazy quotes. Yeah. I'm trying to get things crazy. <laughs> yeah, here. yeah, getting crazy. It's a Texas GOP lawmaker. Suggests rape kits can give abortions. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, it doesn't clean you out. It takes evidence for your rape. So, very different conversation there, Jody. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, Jody! But it definitely doesn't interfere with the conception process. That's not an abortion. And I have Amen. issues with the word clean out. It just sort of implies a lot of... Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, yeah, that's... No, like, my vagina uh, just shut that down. Like, I did not like that phrase. Me neither. Drawbridge is up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so true. Having abortions illegal provides incentives for women to get one since they can sell their fetal tissue. Okay. Well, I can just straight up say I had to pay for my abortion. All that awesome fetal <laughs> tissue. What'd you right? do with it? Do you still have it? Put it in my pocket. Took it home. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Next time you get a cold, add oh, it to Kleenex. That's just you know that's, that's just that's just nonsense. This is I think I chalk that right up there with um, protesters getting paid. Mm. Those protesters are not paid unless they're an Instagram influencer. Then they probably do get paid. Good. But that's not a protester. Next week on <laughs> <laughs> delve into the social media. Right. Maybe just like two more of these. Okay. Okay. Planned Parenthood isn't purely a healthcare provider any more than a heroin dealer is a community pharmacist. Okay. So purely a healthcare provider means that they know that Planned Parenthood does provide some healthcare. So they're acknowledging that. That's grand. Good job, um, Mike Huckabee. Heroin, heroin dealers are, are not pharmacists at all, so that's just a false equivalency. But I will also say that Planned Parenthood is now offering primary care, uh, health care in the DMV area as well as reproductive and sexual health care. So they really are actually full-blown health care providers now. Yeah. So like, how cool is that? That's awesome. Give it up for Planned Parenthood Metro Washington. Yeah. Awesome. And Planned Parenthood is, you know, for many people, that's where you get your health care. Mm -hmm. So this idea that, like, again, this false narrative that Planned Parenthood is just pushing abortions. If you shut down clinics or health centers, people don't have anywhere to go. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, it's, 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 it's and it most, like most things, it disproportionately affects communities of color, lower income communities. And so Planned Parenthood is a health care provider, and it's important that we keep mm -hmm. centers open. Heck yeah. Important yeah. that we keep having fundraiser comedy shows for him too. Absolutely. Done two with them, proud yeah. to say, with the uh, metropolitan Washington area compared to it. Um, adoption is a viable alternative to abortion. It accomplishes the same result with 1.5 million American families wanting to adopt a child. There is no such thing as an unwanted child. Again, foster care system. There are plenty of children who are being treated like they're unwanted. So all of those families, I understand everyone wants a cute little baby. 
who looks just like them, mm. by the way. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of children out there who need families. So I'd urge you to look into adopting a foster child mm. or fostering yourself. Um, and yeah, that, and that is an alternative to adoption. It's not... <laughs> is that the wrap it up song? No, keep like going. That. Please. We're just getting ready for the last yeah. closeout song. Yeah. <laughs> so I keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't know it was gonna play it loud. There you go. But as RJ said earlier, and it's worth repeating again, adoption is not an alternative to an abortion. That's mm. it. That's critical. Okay. Thanks okay. so much. Getting the festive mood here, though. Uh, I sent you a link on WhatsApp. Oh, thank you. Uh, how are we going to make America great again with all these, all these? Communists trying to abort our babies. Oh, I really want to know if he is offended by the treatment of children on our border. No, no, they they deserve yeah. it. If they don't want to be treated that way, they shouldn't try to sneak in. Yeah, and this is why I want to punch my uncle. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that when, that's when the punch happens. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the, there, you're like, for the end like, of arguments. Have, where, where, where does the button get yeah. pushed? Love the, uncle, it, the love the uncle Hank voice. That was, yeah. that was yeah. great. Thanks. Thanks. I like okay. he was right here next yeah. to us. So are you guys... My family's from North Carolina. It wasn't that difficult. <laughs> All right, everyone. All right, everyone out there in Winter Wonderland, we're going to sing you the new... You guys have to your computer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, we're going to sing the new renovated version Where are we of... From? Where's the link? Oh, it's the very bottom. Baby, it's cold outside. We're doing a take on Kelly Clarkson and John Legend's version as depicted from Breitbart. Again. Uh, where is it? Let's scroll down a little. Is that the whole thing? No. It's there. Yeah. You start at the beginning. So just start with I really can't. So to be what clear. What my friends think? No, those are those are the real lyrics. We're gonna go with only bright yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you guys Clarkson or Legend? Um. Uh, oh, we're gonna do this in unison. So you guys are Clarkson. Be, okay. We're Legends. All right. Great. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I think this is like the. Yeah. We have to think about this. Deeper. Okay, the take two. This is the Breitbart version of Kelly Clarkson and John Legend's new song, Baby It's Cold Outside. Just forget it. You can't stay. Used to be outside. I think I want to be gay. Let me change makes me cry. You watch too soon. Oh, how I love CNN. I might marry an appliance. I can't do it! Racist and anti-science. <laughs> that appliance vibrates real nice. Oh my nice. gosh. You know I learned to menstruate. After the wedding, we'll throw rice. How <laughs> dare you culturally appropriate? <laughs> okay, this is terrible. <laughs> you have to cut that. This is no, that. we're keeping it. <laughs> This is why there's no John I Oliver for the right. Why? Like, what is, what is, half of it. What is after the funny. wedding we'll throw rice? Work. Why is that bad? After the wedding we'll throw rice. You're not supposed to throw rice. Because it hurts the birds. It, 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 it makes their stomachs. So food. then why would the so left they're, say they're that? Making, no, they're making fun of us That's for trying to not kill birds. Yeah, but they wouldn't say that because we would say we won't throw rice. Mm-hmm. Can I just it say is. how much I love that? That's what this is. How dare they say that? This we makes throw no rice. sense. Yeah. That's 
stupid. This is Wait, bullshit. what's the rice comment all about? Yeah. Oh my gosh, but for real, they they messed up with that. I think they. Oh, I guess up. I guess I was thinking like you know rice is associated with certain cultures and is that kind of like what the mm. play on maybe. Maybe, I don't know. They think they're making fun of us for not wanting to have dead pigeons at our wedding. Okay, someone actually wrote in this comment, amazing to see black entertainers promoting Margaret Sanger's eugenics program makes that about as much sense as blacks voting Democrat. This was on the con- This was on the yeah. John mm-hmm. Legend yeah. article. I talked to so like there's one, a of the, um, here. one of uh, the women who works with Planned Parenthood doing the Stand by Black Women initiative. Um, there's a great swag and she was like I think on the metro walking around and this black man stopped her basically being like how can you support Planned Parenthood because of the history and she was like well then how can you support America like everyone yeah. has crap mm. history right exactly. like, yeah. everyone does so like you know we can list so many different things that had a really like awful beginning and that we're making it better and she basically was like because this really affects my community and I want to be part of the change and making sure like what, what is it doing for yeah. communities today today mm. yeah Perfect. And it's the only place that a lot of people can go get a mammogram. Exactly. Well, now that we're talking about things that have come a long way, maybe we should end the show with saying our social media plugs because Do Good Feel Good Show has come a long way. You can find us on Instagram at Do Good Feel Good Show, on Twitter at Do Good Show. You can email us at dogoodfeelgoodshow at gmail.com. Yay! Yeah. You can reach us at abortionifdc. That's both on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, you may have uh, gotten to this podcast episode from one of these handles uh, for Grassroots Comedy DC. Uh, Well, it starts with the website, grassrootscomedy.com. You can also check us out on Facebook, uh, Grassroots Comedy DC, um, Grassroots Funny on Twitter, and Grassroots Comedy, I believe, uh, for Instagram. I don't do enough on Instagram. So but I think we need to promote it because we don't have a lot of followers. That is true. I couldn't agree more. All right. Thanks, everyone. It was a great night. <laughs> Having <laughs> us here. I'm never going <laughs> to unhear that when I hear that song now. And we'll really throw rice as we leave. <laughs> All right, everyone. Throw your rice. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Bye. you guys. You go get dysentery to feel like a woman. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, everyone. I think that was seriously our best episode yet. That was awesome. I might have to cut it into two episodes because it's pretty long with the like live stuff Mm -hmm. added. Um, Yeah, can you just give me that? Actually, the do good feel. Sing with me now. Do good, feel good. It's the do Do good, good, feel feel good good show. It sounded sad. Muy bueno.